Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Thank you for tuning in to The Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website, MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Metal Forge. How the hell are you guys? Here we are. We're almost at the end of summer. There's still a lot of shows going on, though. Like, tomorrow. Uh, this is August the 12th, by the way, the day this is coming out. But, in Indianapolis, at Black Circle Brewing, there is Heavy Hell 3 with the super awesome headlining band Midnight. There's a lot of bands. Check them out. If you're in the Indianapolis area, go to it. There's just so much stuff going on. But before we talk about more, I have members of The Gavel here in the Metal Forge, and we're going to be talking about their awesome upcoming metal extravaganza that is out there that's just kick-ass fucking thrash metal. It's going to punch your teeth down your throat, and that's what it's all fucking about. It's fucking punching your fucking teeth down your throat metal. Hell yeah. But, yeah, let's talk about some other things here. Some cool stuff. You know, there's a lot of tours going on. There's a lot of shows, and it's almost like, holy fuck, I want to go to so many of them. But it's like, there's so many shows going on at the same time. That How are you going to make everything? What do you do? How do you weigh out your choice? Because it's like, do I go see this band that's like so fucking cool that I want to go see? 
And then there's always these other fucking bands that are cool too. How do you make your choice? Me, I tend to go on the side of what's closest. And if, if it's like something that... If there's more than one band at a show that I want to go see, I'll go see the that that show that has the more than one band because, hey, I'm always down to see anybody, but if there's like two or three bands on a bill that I want to see, and really, that's really all I want to do is go see a two or three, four band bill. I don't want to sit there for 19 bands a lot of the time, a lot of the time because it's a big deal, but I will say this about Heavy Hell 3. They are absolutely doing the right thing because it's a one-day event. You know, it starts at, like, noon. It goes until, like, midnight. It's one day. It's awesome because those, to me, those festivals are the ones that I get the most out of. Not this spend four days of vacation, you know, camping out and such. But that's just me. So, another new feature that I'm going to do this week is and I know I keep keep saying oh another new feature another new feature uh you know when it's not really a feature it's like hey it sounds good this week so let's try it right it's the ADD metal forge here you know it's like oh look a squirrel what uh anyways no i'm going to ask you guys a question that i asked the band this week and let's see what your answer is going to be so please give a uh, a comment on on the post when you when you hear this but if you choose to be cremated, where would you want your ashes spread? You know, do you want them spread anywhere? You want them in the lake? Do you want them, you know, in the ocean? Do you want to leave them on the mantle place? You know, that's that's all big stuff. You know, or is it going to be like the Big Lebowski, where they they scatter Donnie's ashes and he gets picked up by the breeze and all over the dude, man. So seriously, what what would you say? Give a give a comment on the post. Well, we're going to go ahead. We're going to check in with Jason this week from the Heavy Metal Wasteland. He is here to talk about the new Amana Marth album, The Great Heathen Army, which just recently came out. So, hell yeah, let's check in with Jason on this and see what he has to say. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Wasteland. Today I'm recording this on August 5th, so I don't know when it will be published. But um, it's a big day for me personally uh, in the world of uh, stuff I'm a fan of. The new Predator movie has released. I have high hopes for it, especially compared to the last one that was a total piece of garbage. At the time of recording this, I have not watched it yet, but I will have a review of it on me and Mark's new podcast called The Mudhorn, which you can find on YouTube. Uh, Please subscribe if you're interested. It should be up by the time this gets published. More importantly, though, my favorite band has released their 12th studio album. That band is Monomarth, and the new album is called The Great Heathen Army. So, leading up to this album, I really wasn't getting too excited about it. The first two songs were released as videos, and I wasn't feeling either one of them. The Great Heathen Army is okay. The Get In The Ring song is kind of weak. Especially since it's one of their lead-off songs, and those are usually some of their best songs. So after hearing them, I was kind of like, well, I guess this is their one album where they just it just kind of falls flat for me. And, you know, that's okay, because I really shouldn't be greedy, because I've got like eight great albums in a row from them. Another thing that they differed on, which I thought was weird, is the cover was not a kick-ass illustration. It was just a picture of them. 
and that was kind of jarring to me because their album covers are pretty iconic. I mean, look at the Surtur Rising cover, the, Twilight, the Thunder God cover, the Yom Viking cover, the Berserker cover. They're all really great covers. And just seeing them on the cover, just, I don't know. It just struck some doubt in me. So, I didn't pre-order the record like I usually would. I decided to wait to see how it was before I, I bought it. Upon listening after track two into track three, this album grabbed me and never let go. This is probably one of their best albums and maybe would be their best album, not for the first two songs, for me personally. There's some pretty experimental stuff on here as far as the drumming goes. Um, There's some shuffle beats, which is pretty uh, unusual for death metal. There is very um, sing-along choruses. But the core of the Monomarth uh, sound is still there. It's uh, Johan Hegg's uh, vocals delivery. It's the kind of really fast, sweet-picking guitar-playing style of their riffs. And the guitar harmonies that just pop, pop up in the, you know, on the bridge section a lot of times. So if you're into a Monomarth, or like them on a Mars some, or, you know, or casual fans, seen them live, whatever. I would say check this album out. It's really, really good. If you're not into a Monomarth, or just one of those types that just think they all sound the same, uh, this album will probably be a pass for you. It's not that much different, but it's different enough to be a little bit interesting for them. They've had a lot of collaborations in the past. They had the late LG Petrov on Guardians of, the, of Asgard off the Twilight of the Thunder God album. They had Messiah Markolin, I think I said that right, on the song Hell from Deceiver of the Gods. They had Doro Pesh on the song A Dream That Cannot Be off the Young's Viking album. And this album features Biff Byford on the song Saxons and Vikings, which is pretty cool because if you didn't know that Biff Byford is actually the lead singer for the song Saxon and I want to say something about the songwriting on this one song in particular when Biff Byford takes over on vocals um, it's a total contrast from Johan Hegg's uh, deep growl vocals and the whole song dynamic changes in this song but never but the riff doesn't change for him it stays the same it's quite amazing, actually, the songwriting on this one, how it had two to- totally different feels with two different singers, yet it's pretty much the same music. So, if you like collaborations, you know, especially like uh, oil and water collaborations like death metal and power metal-ish vocals, uh, check this one out. It's uh, it's pretty damn awesome. Uh, they kind of just trade insults and... Uh, you know, talk about what they're going to do to uh, each other as far as uh, torture racks or, you know, beheadings with swords go. But um, that's all I've got to say about the album, like I said. To me, it could have been top three, if not for the first two songs, but it's still one of my albums of the year so far. Again, I want to thank Mark for giving me a few minutes of his time on his excellent podcast. And remember, guys, uh, it's still hot as fuck out there. And I think hot as fuck isn't even a good enough description for how hot it really is. Uh, I'm in North Carolina. It is brutal down here with the humidity. Besides that, just make sure you stay safe, uh, stay hydrated, stay heavy. 
and we will talk to you guys next time. Thank you, Jason, so much for doing that this week. You know, I I like thrash. I'm, I'm pretty basic when it comes to my metal that I just listen to on the daily. You know, I listen to a lot of old shit, of course. Uh, not so much newer stuff. I don't get it. Because, well, not so much newer stuff from established bands. Let's just say that. Like Monomarth, Megadeth, Slayer. You know, I don't really listen to a lot of their new stuff. I mean, I might buy it, but... Do it. I might give it a once listen, but I'm a media hound when it comes to that. But you know, the whole thing—I never really got into a Monomarth. I guess the whole Viking metal thing or whatever it is—I just didn't get. There's some other bands that do that stuff that I just—I just don't get, man. It's not that I don't get it. It's just it's not my thing, you know. But anyways, it's all good because that's what it's all about. It's every metal is whatever you want it to be. That's the real thing here. Is, you know, if you want to be Viking Metal, you want to be Thrash, you want to be Doom, you want to be Sludge, you want to be Power, you want to be, I don't know, Care Bear Metal. Let, let's have a Care Bear Metal band out there, you know? I'm sure somebody's going to do it. I mean, because that's what it's all about. It's all about whatever you want to do. So, let's go ahead and let's be Judge, Jury, and Executioner for The Gavel. This is Midnight Mistress. metalheads this is super fucking cool because now we're going to illinois this week in antioch illinois and the gavel is here who do i have on the line from the gavel today guys uh jim and alex hell yeah welcome to the metal forge how is illinois these days hot humid <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like it <laughs> kind of like everywhere else i'm hearing you know yeah oh yes yeah. so 
I mean, yeah, this hot and humidity bullshit. It's you know, it's getting kind of old already. I, I, I don't like the snow. Okay, I don't mind cold weather, but I hate the snow. So if I can live in a place where it gets kind of cool and doesn't get super fucking hot, I think I would be good. <laughs> I'd, I'd be down for a place yeah with no humidity and the, the heat is fine. But yeah, driving in the snow is horseshit. To yeah. say the least. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Yes, it's so fucking terrible. I can't I can't wrap my head around people who live in like fucking like upstate New York and uh, Maine and Minnesota and fucking places like that, you know, where it gets fucking snow 10 months out of the year it seems like. Oh yeah. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> right. So tell everybody out in Metal Forge land about the gavel. All right, well, I mean we started a few years ago just as uh four dudes who love Metallica and just wanted to jam a bunch of Metallica songs. So we kind of did that in, in uh, our bass player, Miles' basement. We just started jamming and just playing Sabbath songs, Metallica songs, whatever, and then it kind of came to a point where it was, uh, hey, how come we're not writing our own songs? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, kind of took off from there and, you know, we, we wrote a like a, a demo kind of a thing and started trying to get some shows and then COVID hit and shut everything down. <laughs> And now we're all on the backside of that with a you know with a new a new uh, new thing coming out or a new thing out now, and uh, yeah, just 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 jamming, playing shows, and and loving Metallica, I guess. <laughs> well, definitely, and I think that's where bands of like certain like generation, that's where they they really get their thing, you know, like the bands you first get into kind of things. Like I, I first got into Black Sabbath. Yeah, and and then you know, then you discover it's like they're a gateway band because it's it's they're everywhere. You know, you always hear like Paranoid or whatever, but then you get in to see what's heavier and what's heavier and what's heavier. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of been the my whole path in music. I mean, it started with Metallica, and they've they've remained a constant. But yeah, it's just the more extreme, the better. How how deep can we get in? I mean, I pretty much aside from you know the classic stuff, you know. Metallica, Motorhead, Sabbath, all that stuff. I mean, I've almost exclusively listened to black metal and death metal and, and, and other than that, you know. Definitely. Yeah, see, when it comes to me, like, I really need to get more into, like, black metal and death metal and stuff because there's so much... I'm getting more into it, yes, but, like, there's so much out there that oh, yeah. you can't, like, scrape the surface <laughs> naturally. Yeah, well, and especially now, like the whole resurgence of like, uh, you know, the old school death metal vibe and all that stuff. Like, uh, there's so many new bands that are really, really good, and so many bands that are, you know, current bands that are just putting out killer albums within the last few years, especially with that whole COVID where everybody's got time to write. It's just been, it's been a plethora of just awesome, like, extreme music. Oh, absolutely it has. But it's it's super cool because, you know, there's so many people, like I said, that it's out there that you could almost ask any of your peer group and your friends to sit there and say, hey, what's a band that I could get into? What? And you would get different answers from almost everybody. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. That's huge. Oh, absolutely. So you just recently released Eternal Hell which came yep. out back at the end of July. It's only been out a couple of weeks here. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Eternal Hell. Uh, it's, uh, uh, we tried to get a little faster, a little heavier, uh, a little more scary sounding. Uh, we definitely came from a hardcore background. 
Um, but as time goes on, we, you know, we're more, we're more metal heads than we are hardcore kids. So, uh, we're definitely trying to bring the spookiness out and we love Slayer and everything. Lyrically, it's, you know, it's all just, it's about hell and Satan and being possessed and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, we're trying to keep somewhat of a theme to the album, but there's a couple oddball things in there. For sure. And I see that it has seven tracks on it, and the the overall length is 21 minutes, so we've got an average three-minute, like, fucking speed shit here going on. Oh, yeah. In and out, man. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think that's a big thing. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. What was that? Uh, I I, I think that's, that's how it is. Like, I look at, like... Because I'm looking at the track links here, and I'm, I see one that's like 152, one that's two minutes, stuff like that, and it's like, yeah, that's fucking kicking in and out. But then again, you sit there and you know you mentioned the Slayer a minute ago, and I think like there's some tracks on Rain and Blood that are that way too, that are like minute and a half, two minute tracks that you know, like the song itself, Raining Blood, is yeah. is a shorter track, right? I so, say yeah, it's you know if you. You get in and 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 the song makes its point. There's no reason to you know keep keep circling back or anything like that. And I think that's kind of where we, you know, the overall how how we kind of think about it. You know, we, if the song's good, there's a good ending point. At a point with the song, and we you know it, it's it sounds and feels like it should be done. And you know why drag it out for another? You know why write a seven minute song when the the song could be done in in, in you know three minutes or whatever? I guess. Oh, exactly. And I think that's, you know, with me being a huge Metallica fan as well, I think that's where, you know, especially in, do you want to say the modern era? Because it goes back from to load and reload also, where, yeah. the, you know, they're writing seven, eight, nine minute songs. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, Maiden does that on the regular, but like, is it warranted from everybody? You know, that's one of the things that I, you know, the 80 minutes of music kind of thing for, for a single album is kind of a bit much for me. Right. Well, and I could see, you know, back eighties, nineties, you know, whenever, when you, you had to go out and you had to seek all this music. So, you know, you're buying an album, you want as much out of that album as you can get. Now everybody's attention span is so small and so short. It's like, if something doesn't click right away, they're just going to skip anyway. So, you know, and, and, and move on to the, to the next thing. So, you know, the shorter albums, I feel like there's a, there's kind of a sweet spot where you, you know, you have something that's, you know, maybe somebody can listen to on a drive into work or, you know, or something like that, or they're, you know, they're doing while they're doing something else, wrenching in a garage or, or whatever. And, you know, you hold their attention for, you know, <laughs> as short as they're, you know, before they're already on to the next thing. So, you know, you keep you keep things kind of short and it's kind of you hit a sweet spot where where everything is. Oh, absolutely. And like what you just said, and that's how I gauge, you know, my albums, because I think it's it's something interesting out there that you write to the medium you want to put it out on media rather you write to the media you want to release on for example you know you have about 45 minutes worth of time on vinyl right so everything nowadays because vinyl is such uh you know like a hot commodity between for bands to release you know you're gonna write to where you can get the maximum length without sacrificing the sound right Right, and put out what you can, you know. Yeah, well, and for, for 
the second half of that is is, is vinyl is so expensive. So you definitely want to eat up what you can out of it and make it worth spending the money to do the vinyl to begin with too. So Oh, absolutely. And you know, with especially with COVID and everything where the the plants got shut down and everything went and has been, you know, released a year later type shit. Yeah, and I, I love I love vinyl. I mean I, I buy I buy vinyl because that's my biggest I mean Spotify it doesn't do much other it's good promotional tool and everything, but it doesn't do much for the bands. But that's how I support the bands that I like is I'll buy their vinyl so that, you know, I can support them directly is kinda that's how I look at it. I don't even necessarily I mean I I listen to it, you know, a decent amount, but yeah, I'm more so that I can directly support the bands because, I mean, Spotify, you know, it's a good promotional tool, but nobody's getting paid off it. Oh, no. Not, not even if you have, you know, a million streams, you're not getting rich off of it. Now, right. you know, and that's the thing, too, where, you know, you see at the, like, the year-end thing where they, re- they release the the info to the artist to see how many streams they had and so on like the year in review type thing and you know you see bands like metallica releasing like oh we had eight hundred and fifty seven thousand hours streamed last year and it's like what the fuck (laughs) yeah but then you know most of that time was just uh, this band listening to metallica (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) right that was 800 of the 57,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but then you, you know, you, you get those ones out there that are these independent bands that all of a sudden, you know, that they have like 1.5 million streams. And it's like, wow, that's fucking awesome. Right. And, yeah. And what happens, you know, it's like, again, nobody's getting rich off of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, and, you know, not, not saying that that's the goal because it's not a lot you know for i would say for most of the bands out there that's not the goal but it's it's it sure would help a lot of things like you know just merch in general buying merch or buying you know getting getting albums pressed or just as easy as gas money to and from the shows that we're going to play just a little bit of money helps you know you know where it's needed i guess you know and it's no one's trying to get rich but yeah it's you can't even (laughs) the spotify listens and stuff like that or you know your streaming listens no matter how it goes i mean it ain't even gonna pay for you know gas money to and from any other shows oh helps definitely it, yeah definitely helps us yeah, yeah definitely. If you got you know good numbers on your plays you know promoters see that hopefully that can draw on an audience oh for sure yeah i mean it, it's kind of like a almost like an epk at that point yeah, it's like the or you on Spotify. Well, yeah, I'm on Spotify. Well, and then they, you know, they can check the, your your plays and your reviews and stuff like that, which is cool. But like, you know, I still kind of long for the days of picking up a telephone and yeah. calling a venue and saying, "Hey, can I drop this uh, demo by?" And you know, you you give it a listen. Maybe we can get a show there on on the you know the uh, uh, local level. <laughs> Sorry, right, I try yeah. not to say the L word here because we're yeah. all independent musicians. Footwork and stuff. Right. And it's um it's really cool to be able to, you know, there's still places that do that. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. 
visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. For me, we were talking about the vinyl. I still buy CDs. <laughs> I love getting I love getting uh, records and stuff, but like none of my friends want to help me move 2000 albums or 5000 albums, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. time consuming, it's space, it's it takes up a lot of space. It looks cool, yes, but practicality-wise you know, I, that's why I buy CDs still. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they're they're a hell of a lot easier to move. That's for that's for sure. You can have a box full of them and have twice as many in there as the vinyl. <laughs> oh, for sure, and still be able to carry it and not have to use a, a hand truck or anything. Yeah, which I also like to bring up artwork and stuff like that on on the show as well. The logo okay. is fucking rad yeah. as shit. Thanks. <laughs> I think Thanks. all good metal bands have a great logo. That's where that's where it starts. You know, you get they're instantly recognizable. You know, Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax. You know, they're all Exodus. They're all instantly recognizable logos. Yeah, yeah, it's a big thing. We're trying to, you know, well, we're getting ready to try and figure out, you know, how the hell how the hell are we going to do this thing? It ended up being like, you know, well, we want something legible. We want something bold. You know, and kind of. Like I said, we we all love Metallica. We all love you know that whole eighties eighties era thrash and kind of you know palette wise as far as you know the, how the artwork flows. You know it's kind of almost horror movie esque as well, and that's that's kind of what happened. I I designed the logo, I drew it up, and then uh, yeah, it's been we've talked about changing it. It's it's usually a kind of overwhelming no. This is our logo, <laughs> definitely. And yeah, you you can see the influence from the Metallica in there, but it's like it's on its own level too, because like how you know the G and the L, how they do the the point down like the Metallica logo does, but then you get the V that is just like this 
piercing dagger. Yeah, I, we get a lot of a lot of people seem to seem to like it. And I, you know, I think it's cool. I, I like it. I, I think it's awesome that, that that people are into it. And like I said, it's it's um, or, or, or to your point is is the instant uh, recognition of of just being able to best the gavel you know it's there's no mistake in it it's it's you know it's not hard to read it's it's very bold and it's nicely on a shirt <laughs> definitely well and i think too with a good logo like like that is it not only is instant recognition instant recognition but it's also like you know exactly what you're getting with it you know right, if, yeah. you, if you had a logo like this and you were you know a boy band it wouldn't make sense Right, yeah, you know yeah. exactly what you're getting with this. You know it's going to be heavy. You know it's going to be thrash. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be something that's going to be aggressive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's definitely that's the truth about that. I mean, it's yeah. It's like I said, we were kind of going for the just the '80s vibe and, and and you know going going with that in that direction, and that's kind of what came out, and and it's it's worked pretty well, I think. You know, people seem to really dig it, and. I've gotten a lot of compliments just hanging out at the merch table and stuff at shows. And a lot of people come up and ask about it. The guy who did our uh, album artwork, he complimented it, said it was real cool and everything, you know, because he was just that, because, you know, he designed our, well, he he drew up the uh, the album artwork and, you know, it was something he had sitting around and, and we ended up buying. But he really liked the logo too. And we get a lot of compliments on it. It's awesome. Absolutely. And the album artwork or the e- it's album EP, however you want to look at it. I think anything over six songs should be an out al- considered an album. I think it's actually based on time. But yeah, so short. right for the album was that was done by uh, Defame, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So Which, we had him, he just happened to I, I happened to come across this stuff. And I mean, I've follow all the bands and the holy mountain and all the stuff that he's drawn for i think he's drawn for like gate creeper and stuff too but it's it's one of those things is like it it just happened to pop up in my feed one time i'm like we're looking for you know how what's going to convey eternal hell how are we going to do that and that that circle skull kind of just popped up and i'm like man i wonder if he got that for sale and he did see and and i like it because like it's total 80s horror film like it 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 brings out like with the white eyes in the skull you know yeah. it brings out like things like evil dead yeah yeah you, you know exp- and evil dead too for example like where the uh the uh deer in evil dead too how how when it gets possessed it has the the white taxidermied eyes oh yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's exactly what it reminds <laughs> me of and then here, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And then, you know, just the skull in general, because hey, I'm I'm a metalhead, skulls are fucking cool. Just like with the sharp teeth and everything else. It's like yeah. it's total it's, fucking metal. It's the simple the simplicity of it. It's the you know, it's the universe it's it's universally known it's like, oh yeah, this is definitely gonna be a metal album, you know. And it fits the lyrics too, and just even on their first recording, it's not gore at all but it's definitely like horror movie inspired and you know it's not pretty pretty lyrics you know they're (laughs) right yeah well and i think that you know horror and metal and you know just all of that stuff goes hand in hand yeah definitely absolutely 100 percent. you know to me i think that that the deal with metal is that it's being that it's so aggressive you know it's metal takes from the part of life that everybody thinks sucks and turns it into a positive. Oh yeah. You know, this is why we're not okay with this. 
you know, this is, you know, this, this should not happen. And this is me bitching about it. <laughs> right, really? Yeah. I mean, in, in, in a sense, yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, well, it's an outlet, you know, it's, it's all music in general is, you know, is an outlet, but yeah, especially this is, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's an outlet and everybody getting together and, and, and you know, everybody's got the same kind of problems, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, how you're interpreting the, the song and the lyrics and everything. I mean, music is subjective enough to where, you know, you might pull something different out of a song that, you know, you're having trouble with and that I do. And, 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 you know, you get the same outcome. You just get some relief or an outlet or just something that makes you feel good. Oh, for sure. So with this being released just here within the last couple of weeks, what, what are you all planning on doing? Are you all planning on having physical copies as well? Are you... You just sticking with like the Bandcamp and Spotify plays? Yeah, we we'd like to eventually do uh, physical music uh, and physical copies of it. I mean, we'd like to get it on vinyl at some point if we can. But it's you know it's a money game. You know, it's it's a matter of, of you know if it's feasible for us to do it or not. Like I said, vinyl is really expensive, and with no no backing or anything, it's just four dudes that are coming up with the money themselves. So right as soon as, soon as it's uh, you know we can find a way to do it where it's worth it we definitely would like to do that for sure and you know aside from that i mean you know putting that out and just just playing shows man whoever whoever wants to listen to it it's it's up for free everywhere so hell yeah you know, go hang out listen to it jam it show your friends and 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 come to a show and hang out you know if you can you know it's just kind of it's just kind of where we're at with it you know having a good time absolutely and you know, one of the things I think would be really badass with this, and you don't see a lot of independent musicians do this. You see a lot of, you know, the Metallicas and those bands do it. But getting stuff cut at 45. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd love you know, to do that. For, like, prime quality. Dude, this is, like, the perfect length for, you know, to have a 12-inch 45 cut. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what we we've talked about that for sure. That's that's definitely the the uh, avenue I think we'd take on that for sure. And what's what's really cool about it too is like I think the the land of 14 16 song albums are gone. Unless you're like yeah. a professional, you know, and even still even on those guys, you know, 12 songs. You know, I think a lot of people are doing shorter albums now. Yeah, and well, yeah, like you said, unless you're, unless you're a professional or you you know you're really on that do it, or unless you're a grind band where you're doing thirty songs on an album, or whatever. but it's still only twenty minutes. Yeah, right, exactly. But yeah, I think you're right. I think that kind of goes back to the the attention span thing. You know, you, everybody, you know, everybody's got so much stuff going on these days where it's like you, you kind of got that sweet spot where you know it's at some point. You know, you just don't have time to sit down and listen to 80 minutes worth of music all the time. And, you know, you want to you want to get your fix in and, and, and listen to your music. And, you know, if you're like me, I like listening to an album all the way through. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, I, I can't always I don't always have just, you know, an hour and a half to set aside or, you know, if people are doing double double discs and everything like that. I don't always have the time. But, you know, if I if I can, you know, just throw something on that's hour long. Every everybody has a half hour here and there, you know, at some point. Right, that you know that was my biggest gripe with um, Sinjutsu from Maiden. This this their latest album was oh, yeah. it was it's it's like sixty eight minutes, but it was right. but the way it had like the the track lengths, the song lengths, whatever you want to say, 
were so weird that they to keep it in the order they wanted to release it in, they had to go and put it on three uh, discs, three vinyl. Oh no, shit! Yeah, I, and the rest of the are all into that. I, I haven't, I haven't even listened to the album through yet. <laughs> yeah, and it is a very long album. <laughs> it, it just I, feels like it's a super long album to me, even if it's a two disc CD. It just feels like it is an, an eternity. Yeah, I just listened to, to it again recently, last week. I was <laughs> mowing my lawn, and I pretty much got done with my yard by the time the three songs were up. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, kudos to those guys for being able to do that. But, like, oh, my gosh, I could not <laughs> imagine, you know. I, I know how it is when I write and record and how painstaking it could be. But, like, I, I know they're doing it professionally, and that's what they do for a living. But, like, hell. That just seems like a lot of work. Yeah, they got their audience. You know, they definitely, and I, I well, especially with Maiden, I don't think they give a shit what other ones, you know, no one. Oh, no. They just, they just <laughs> do what they want to do, for sure. And I think that's, a, you know, I think that's with everybody, too. I think, you know, talking about Metallica, I think they're the same way. Because how many times have they had fan backlash on things that they've released? And yet, oh, and yet they're still oh, selling out general admission tickets for $160 a piece. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay it. <laughs> right. I, I have paid it. <laughs> hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. So I'm going to go ahead and break away here, and we're going to get into some general profile questions for you guys. We got a third guy. He just he rolled in a few minutes late. Uh, his name's Mike. He's our drummer. Okay. <laughs> He'll be answering some new questions. Yes. Yes. Have you ever been kicked out of anything? If so, what was it? That's a perfect question for you, Mike. <laughs> I got kicked out of a band that I started. I don't know how that happened, but... That's odd. Yeah. Everything's smoothed over now, but yeah, it was it was puzzling at the time. Well, I mean, if you think about it, 
Dave was kicked out of a band he started to. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so was uh, Tracy Guns. Uh, <laughs> Yep. You guys been kicked out of anything? Uh, I've never been kicked out of a band. I've definitely been kicked out of my house. I've been Ooh. kicked out of You know, whatever it is, what it is. You ever been ki- Here's Pubs. one. You ever been kicked out of a concert? Yeah, been kicked out of shows. Oh, fuck out- that. Yeah. <laughs> never been kicked out of a big show. Just because okay. uh, typically, you know, if I'm paying a lot of money, I want to stay the whole time. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> right. Yeah. That would be awful. Pay your hundred and sixty dollar ticket, like we were talking about for Metallica, and then they fucking get you, eject you for some stupid bullshit reason. Were you ever really passionate about something, and then all of a sudden just lost interest? Oh yeah, uh, that's happened. I mean, I was uh, a tattoo artist for like ten years, and you know, I was really into drawing and and physical art and all kinds of stuff like that, and then. You know, it, it kind of coincided with the the recession. You know, when we all hit that recession, I I, I found a new job, but um, it was it was time for me to be done with that. Anyways, I was so like burnt out on on just that whole thing. You know, it's it a fun job and and fun fun doing it. But yeah, I mean, it was I was so passionate about it for so long. I mean, my I grew up in it. My my dad was a tattoo artist for thirty years, and I I learned it that way. And and then yeah, it just I hit a point where I was just like. I just don't want to do this anymore. Definitely. And yeah, you, I could, I've got a, a few artist friends, tattoo artist friends as you know, and the, the shit that you all have to put up with from people is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And some, I mean, a lot of it's, a lot of it's fine and a lot of it's great, you know, but yeah, I mean, there's, you, you get, you know, two or three people out of a hundred that just, just ruin the whole thing you know and it's just like man how are you this nitpicky and you came in here and said you have no artistic skill and then when i'm trying to tell you what will or won't work and you're just telling me i'm wrong like i don't do this for a living or something you know oh see and and like to me like i see people when i go i when i go and get work done i see the people that come in and i'm just like what the fuck is wrong with this person <laughs> it's like when they, hey man uh I got this drawing and it's on like now it's a picture on a phone and it's like, (laughs) or they'd unfold a notebook piece of paper from their back pocket. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That they've been carrying around since 10th grade (laughs) (laughs) and they're 50. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And they're like, but, uh, I don't want this part on here. So if you could just take that out, it's like, you just need to redraw the whole fucking thing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, I've, I've definitely, I've definitely been there in and unfold a piece of paper out of his pocket a hundred times it's on this ratty old falling a piece uh, part piece of paper someone some some artist friend that he had in high school that was a hell of an artist drew it with a pen on a piece of notebook paper and then yeah they're telling me i i don't want it this way or i want it this color it's like look man i gotta clean this up oh no no, no. i i want it exactly like this it's, you're not gonna be happy with this exactly on your skin you're gonna be pissed off in six months when it's all healed up and everybody's like, well, didn't the artist know what he was doing? Yeah. And that you get every time somebody sees it, you know? Or you get the people who smell. Oh, God. <laughs> that's on a whole other level. That's a whole different story. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, my God. Who else? Just came What's gym, that? Just working a full day at work. And I want this tattoo right above my ass crack. Cool, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Not at all. Uh, who else has anything like that? Something you're really passionate about, but just lost interest? Me, for me, I I grew up 
riding DMX and skateboarding and kind of got on. I got sick of getting hurt, so I kind of just gave up, which is physically uh, was able to do it. That's why music always stuck around because I, I can do that all year round and I can get my, it's an outlet, you know, but <clears throat> I still do what we love and we're passionate about. So it's not, there's not too many things where I've had to stop doing. Definitely. And yeah, the getting hurt thing doing BMX and skateboarding and shit. Oh, you know, <laughs> uh, back on the Metallica thing here, you know, they had to postpone the master of puppets tour twice because of James breaking it, breaking body uh, parts and shit. Oh yeah. Pop ahead hitting half pipes out there. <laughs> yeah, but but I will say when they did push it back, they did land the greatest fucking like tour that they ever could have had, I think, at the time. You know, because that's when they got put with Ozzy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, so, that it definitely worked out. It was that whole story, yeah. They they opened up and a year for a year to the date he was opening up for them. I think that was Blue Oyster Cult and Kiss. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that story. But <laughs> it's possible. I got. I definitely could be getting getting all mixed up. Big Kiss fan too. <laughs> definitely. Who or what has made the biggest impression on your life in the last year? In the last year, your kid. Man. I say I just had a kid. Well, congratulations with that. Yeah, thank you. He turns one next week or two weeks from now. So that was uh, life altering for sure. You know, it was planned and everything tried for a few years to have them and kind of the, the, the timing was great just because of our age and you know where i'm at financially and everything is it all worked out perfectly so it's that was uh a big thing for me definitely yeah i don't i don't know if i've had too much going on in the last year that's been real great a couple deaths in the family uh <laughs> but you know i guess it all it all adds up in a culmination to where i'm at now but yeah i mean it's it's uh it's been kind of rough but not in the worst of ways and it's definitely trying but you know getting getting through everything i got a bunch of kids too but you know they're all old so they're all old news by now <laughs> <laughs> they're all old news yeah i got i got a one that's going to be 18 and yeah i got a bunch of teenagers and that you know, adds to the the trying times i mean i don't know if you have kids but having teenagers is, is not an easy task so do they are they into metal it's just gonna say the, yeah they're built-in fans that's, yeah that's one of the that's one of the coolest things is uh you know watching kids grow up and stuff and then watching you know kind of where where their lives kind of take them and everything and um yeah my my 15 year old super into metal and he loves like he loves coming out to shows and he loves all the bands and stuff that we play with and he's super into to um he shows us new bands yeah yeah he, he really does he's he's texting us new bands and stuff. I mean, he finds all kinds of stuff and he, he loves it. I love having that conversation with him. And, and I don't like talking to talking music with a whole lot of people. You know, if you're outside the metal community, I'm sure you know how it is like, Oh, what kind of music do you like? And they've never heard of any band, you know, but you know, with the exception of, you know, the classics or whatever, but he's like, man, he is spot on. He's just like <laughs> I was when I was 15, just like, man, check this band out. And they, you know, he loves death metal. He loves doom metal. He loves, you know, all the stoner rock, all this, you know, he loves all the extreme music. He's so into it. And I love seeing how he kind of progresses in his own metal journey, I guess. Definitely. See, that's rad as fuck because like, you know, it's like seeing the generation continue. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, it's stuff like, you know, it started with the stuff that I liked, you know, he, oh, I like Metallica and he, you know, I like, um, you know, all the, all the thrash or, you know, I'm a big dying fetus fan. 
Like I love, you know, I love that. And then all, hey, Dad, have you ever heard of bolt thrower? I've been <laughs> a bolt thrower. I'm like, yeah, I know who that is. And I'm never, I'm not, I'm, I, you know, I like bolt thrower, but I'm not like super well versed in everything they've done or whatever. But he's just like, he's a huge bolt thrower fan. Just find, he went off and just started finding stuff by himself, which is, it's awesome. <laughs> Definitely. You know, that's one of the raddest fucking things with like Bandcamp now because you can yeah. you can buy something on there and then it shows you suggested artists that, that are similar. And oh, yeah. you just it's almost like what like their YouTube rabbit hole. Oh yeah. Yeah. The same thing with Spotify is the same thing. You get you get on and it's yeah, oh you might like all these artists and you know, or you get the radio thing where it just plays a whole bunch of stuff and it's like man this is cool i don't know what this is and then you yeah you just go into the, like you said man just a whole rabbit hole of all new stuff that's just awesome and like i said earlier there's so much uh, new stuff that's coming out that's just killer so like you go down that rabbit hole and it's just awesome hell yeah Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at... 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no f***ing man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one because they stopped beating their wives. And weird we never even thought of. Well, no. My friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. (laughs) Weird. It's Gonna Get Weird is the name of the podcast, available everywhere. And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. If you could hire any wedding singer, who would you choose and what song would you choose? 
Oh. Uh, Adam Sandler. Oh, come on. <laughs> really? I don't know. I mean, it's just what the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> oh, Tony Clifton, for sure. 100% Tony Clifton. Yes. I don't know. That's... I, I just... Immediately, I just saw Jack Black, but... Right like, I was... I, I, I don't know. Bruce Dickinson will be me. <laughs> there you go. Bruce Dickinson. Anything I want here. Yeah. But what songs, though? What song would you have them sing? Jesus. <laughs> my first answer was I was going to make a joke and say anything from the first two albums. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. As a kid, you know, I, it brings me back to being a kid, like, wanting to hear, like, oh, man, it'd be so cool if Bruce Dickinson sang from Metallica. Just that you're like, you know, the differences and all that. But Interesting. So you, like, have Bruce Dickinson singing Creeping Death. Yeah. That would be cool. Wow. Or, you know, pop those. I would love to hear Hetfield sing. Sing from Maiden. Anything. He can sing lullabies for all I can. Shit, I wish, I, wish, <laughs> I wish they went a little further at the end of, what is it, in, in uh, Garage. Uh, oh, Garage. Yeah, when they started doing that Maiden song. I wish they just went further. I don't even care if they played it good. Just to hear them all, how they did it, it would have been fun. <laughs> Oh, yeah, when they start going into uh, Run to the Hills. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Tony Clifton, I'd have him sing anything he sings, man. Just any any top 40 from that time would be great. Just to hear him just talk shit to every single person in my wedding party would be just the best thing in the entire world. Definitely. So I've got one more question. But before we get into it, do you guys have any shout-outs you want to give today? Uh, yeah, I mean, just shout-out to everybody who supported us. Chicago. Yeah, shout out to Chicago. Shout out to our, our boys at Race. I mean, they they've helped us, you know, and they they support us and, and dig us a lot. Anybody anybody who's uh, who supported us and liked the music and Empire and, Productions. Yep. Hell All yeah. Of that. And our guy Shane, who recorded us. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah! Know. That's awesome. And yeah, the uh, the dudes in Wraith, kick ass guys, man. Uh, they've been on the show before as well, so oh, need to actually have them on again. It's been a couple of years since I since they've been on. So yeah, they're a lot of fun, man. We we have a good time hanging out with those dudes. We definitely never stop laughing. It's all dick and fart jokes, and that's what we're all about. <laughs> right, that's what it's it's metal. It's what it should be about. Yeah, damn right. So, as always, you know, links will be listed below, so please give these guys a like, share, and a follow. Go to the Bandcamp page, purchase the EPs, and just metal the fuck out and stay heavy with it. Oh, yeah. Right on. Last question of the day. If you decide to get cremated, where would you want your ashes spread? Up someone's nose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, why even I'm say anything else? Fuddled by that one. Yeah, why, why even say anything else? <laughs> that is fucking rad. I don't know if anybody could top it. Actually, I don't think I don't think we need to. I'm not even going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Dudes, seriously, thank you for coming on to the show this week. This has been fucking rad as shit. It's been thank such an awesome conversation. Thank on, you for having. Absolutely, absolutely. Like the, some of the questions, you know, make made you think a little bit. So it's definitely uh, I had a good time. Hell yeah! And see, that's what it's all about. On our way out the door today, what are we going to be playing off of the new EP? Shit, Blood Soul Cross. Yeah, yeah, play Blood Soul. 
Alright guys, you heard them. This is Blood Soaked Cross. Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now, we're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. 
you're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.